welcome to the Dior Cod Seat. For those who have been in the space for long enough, you'll remember that once there were two multi-sig contracts. One of them got hacked, twice, and it was so bad that the shadow of another fork was cast over Ethereum. The other remained safe. Not only this, but it evolved. The safe wallet we know today, formerly known as Gnosis Safe, it is probably one of the most robust pieces of smart contract infrastructure. And around it, there's a growing ecosystem of plugins, apps, and extensions that make it safer to manage or govern crypto assets. Just like you want your crypto wallet improving and evolving all the time, you probably also want your crypto knowledge to be up to date. So hit the subscribe or follow button right now. Sitting on the hot seat, we have Clem and Danny from SafeCore, who will guide us through the future of safe integrations, account abstraction, and how to use the SDK. On the go, we have Danny Sanchez and myself working primarily on, on SafeCore. Um, as a brief introduction to SafeCore, SafeCore is the team within Safe primarily responsible for our developer products. And today I'm happy to walk you through a little bit of the SDK setup we have and our ambitions to grow the core SDK. So I will first present to you like a little bit contextually where we, where we stand in SAFE's um, you know, SDK history, if I may say, and where we're heading to. And after that, uh, Danny will be also presenting a little demo of the SAFE core AA SDK or account abstraction SDK. Uh, which is currently our primary focus. So, you know, at first we could argue that the SafeCore SDK in its early days was uh, primarily a, a tool uh, for people to build on top of Safe and build custom access control logic. Yeah, originally the SafeCore SDK was primarily tailored towards um, teams willing to leverage the SafeCore contract uh, and build, you know, custom interface or custom uh, control access access control logic on top of the Safe primarily for multi-sig use cases where people would be co-managing a treasury and uh, coordinating, you know, typically a, a, a DAO treasury um, or a similar use case. Um, then gradually the team build up capacity to uh, also integrate uh, the safe as a wallet to connect uh, to existing uh, dApps and, and, and the whole app ecosystem uh, that Web3 offers through safe apps. And so for this reason, we introduced the Safe Apps SDK, uh, which effectively allows to uh, have applications connect to the Safe within the Safe wallet interface. Um, and then as we are right now kind of shifting focus um, from looking primarily at DAO and uh, treasury management use cases uh, to more personal Safe use cases, uh, we're trying to figure out a way where we can empower developers um, by showcasing and promoting the usage of SAFE for personal smart contract accounts usage. And we're doing this by currently uh, looking into integrations we can provide within SafeCore SDK uh, that allow to abstract the complexity of uh, dealing with decentralized systems and more particularly the complexities that come with setting up a smart account. So just on the 1st of March, um, earlier this month, we announced uh, the release of uh, a series of integrations that we've been working on. 
uh, namely the on-ramp, uh, off-ramp, uh, sorry, on-ramp, off, and uh, related. These kits, we believe, can be uh, very uh, interesting uh, pillars to further grow the offering behind the, the Safecar SDK. And we aim to really focus on uh, providing you know, the right tooling for developers to create web to like user experience, while also at the same time uh, supporting new type of use cases, uh, which I can explain um, in a bit. Um, also, which is a bit out of the scope for today, but uh, the SafeCore SDK, as I mentioned earlier, is kind of a subset of uh, the different product lines that we have within Core. Um, typically, we have you know, the SafeCore API, the SafeCore protocol, and the SafeCore SDK. Um, and in the future, uh, actually already now, we're somehow already investigating how um, the safe core SDK can play a role within the safe protocol. Um, and that uh, will be done through uh, the exploration of modules. Uh, modules are essentially smart contracts which we can connect directly to the safe core contract to extend the logic uh, of the core contract rather than um, you know, integrations like off-chain integrations that we, that we currently provide. Um, yeah, so the intention with this also will be that a lot of the development can then be more community-led than it currently is uh, with the current state of the SDK. Um, so currently, as, as I mentioned, like we have um, those three new kits that have been um, introduced to the SafeCore SDK. The protocol kit represents uh, the access uh, to the core contract primarily, and then the on-ramp kit allows uh, developers to quickly integrate with Stripe payment service provider directly for enabling in-app payments within the, the application. The auth kit um, is also a kit that uh, will be used to uh, integrate with uh, different authentication mechanism and hopefully uh, all the other type of uh, signing uh, methods that we can uh, promote because we are not uh, entangled to have one particular type of signing. I mean, there might be some constraints around gas optimization, but in, in the future, we hope that we can welcome multiple type of signatures uh, within the, 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 the SDK and, and, and for, the, for the core contract. And we also launched the Relay Kit, uh, which uh, you know, takes care of sponsored and meta transactions, which is you know, a big topic, particularly uh, behind um, you know, ERC or EIP 4337, uh, which we also intend to support behind this Relay Kit in the near future. Maybe I'm taking way too much time here. Um, very briefly, um, this is what the next uh, integrations uh, are likely going to be and what we're looking into these days. We want to extend and expand the functionalities of the on-ramp kit uh, by providing a set of uh, additional uh, functionalities that currently uh, are not available. Namely, we want to um, provide the ability for developers to facilitate one-on-one -on -one safe deployments only using uh, email and, and credit cards so that we can start tapping in more uh, e-commerce retail markets off the back of traditional e-commerce um, uh, Web2 flows. And then we also want to look into uh, alternatives for people to store their assets without facilitate uh, the off-rail into fiat without having to rely on a centralized exchange. And so for that, we're also uh, talking with different service providers that we would like to um, integrate in the, um, the uh, on-ramp kit. Uh, but also... Another fundamental piece for us, um, as you will see in the demo, um, we currently working with Web3 Auth for um, leveraging multi-party computation and uh, providing a seedless or 
private keyless uh, user experience. Uh, we will be looking at augmenting the functionality and the number of integration behind OffKit so that we can deliver essentially a, uh, uh, an experience where uh, um, someone with a personal safe can set up multiple signers still without having to deal with uh, private keys, but uh, increasing the level of security uh, for, for, for the end user. And also our focus right now is also optimizing the current uh, relay integration that we have, uh, which is provided by Gelato. Uh, and two particular functions that uh, or methods that uh, allow for sponsored and meta transaction. So yeah, I hope this slide um, gives you a good representation of what we're doing here. And I think I am just now gonna pass it on to Danny before taking on uh, your question. So you will now see a little demo of uh, how this works and how this plays. So, well, this is a, a small demo we prepare based on the SDKs that Glenn just uh, showed around. Uh, he showed them a bit conceptually, and we created like this small application uh, to display a bit the, the power of the SDKs. Uh, so, well, it's uh, ready to be shared. So, after the call or during the call, uh, somehow we can share the link so you can play around a bit. Uh, so, well, Easy to easy to follow. You have some reference links here, GitHub documentation and Discord. So whenever you feel after the demo, you have some questions, you can just uh, well check documentation or ask on or Discord any doubts you may have. Let's start the demo. It's compatible with this change right now. Let's go with Mumbai testnet easier for for everyone and it's easy to to get fans. Not like Gary that they are crazy to get nowadays. <laughs> So let's go. First of all, the AuthKit. We are going to explain a bit of, about the AuthKit, but uh, there's also some code snippets. You can get some inspiration on how it should be used. Also, there's a link to the docs, but let's go hands third on the... Yeah, there it comes. Okay, so we are using Go3Auth in the background for this kit. Uh, right now, it's the only option uh, possible to grow in the future. Uh, for those of you that doesn't know Go3Auth, it enables either Web2 login or Web3 login. So you could connect uh, using Wallet Connect, MetaMask, uh, or any other uh, Web3 wallet. But also you can use traditional Web2 logins. Uh, for this example, I'm going to use the Web2 login as it feels something a bit more interesting maybe for, for this test. I'm going to use a disposable email. So well, not much uh, complication there. Uh, for the sake of the test, it's it's valid. We just need to log in once, and we are using testnet funds, so uh, we are good there. Okay, so after uh, we click on and receive the, we receive an email on our uh, email inbox. So we just need to uh, verify there. Once the code match, okay, it's all good. Take a few seconds, but yeah, there it comes. Right, so now we have connected. Uh, we have generated a new OA based on our email uh, provider instead of having to remember the mnemonic. Uh, our email would be enough to handle this uh, owner ID. The owner ID is just a traditional EOA uh, that is generated on this service Web3Auth provides. Uh, in the future, there could be uh, more elaborated uh, auth methods like uh, second factor authentication, but as you see for now, it's just uh, one EOA, normal EOA. So, well. 
And on the other hand, we have the safe account. Here we are showcasing something that is the safe is not yet created. If we go to this account, this is empty. This is not a safe yet because we are anticipating the save that is going to be deployed on the address. And we will wait till the, you want to do a transaction to deploy this safe and execute the intended transaction. We can continue with the demo, but yeah, you can check this address is based on the configuration of the safe. So as we are going to deploy with this owner, we can anticipate the, the safe address. Currently no mythic, no funds. So let's so, try to continue. Yeah. Um, one question here. So basically, how the saves, the save fact. So the the save factory has a deterministic approach on uh, the on Correct. the address, which depends on the owner ID. Correct. The, the uh, deployer. The, right. There are more properties, but one of those is the the owners. I mean, it's not only one owner; it's all the owner list that you provide. So the configuration for the deploying the save, uh, as, uh, it should in include the uh, the safe version, the chain ID where you're deploying. So, well, sorry, no, sorry, not the chain ID, the owners, and with uh, and some few other parameters, uh, we can check on the smart contract. But that, that would be getting a bit too deep. Uh, it can be checked later. But yeah, regarding if you create the exact same configuration, you should be able to deploy the same safe address on any different chain. Uh, but mainnet, because mainnet uses a slightly different smart contract that doesn't emit events. But on all the other L2, we can get the same address if we use the exact same owner configuration. So this is possible. Thank you. Perfect. Then let's continue. Here we have a part of the demo that I won't be able to test, but I invite you to test it uh, afterwards uh, if you come to it. And that would be the on-ramping. On-ramping uh, right now is limited to putting on Mumbai, and it's only possible to execute if you are connecting from an IP on the United States because the provider we could create a proof of contact with, Stripe, is only enabling uh, US-based connections. It will be fairly simple to use. You just select the amount, it's limited to $10. It doesn't matter where, which amount you set because uh, to keep the faucet uh, safe, uh, yeah, but there, are, there were some problems before this call, so I, I'm going to risk uh, to, to have these issues. You have to use exactly this data and it will find some uh, USDC or Matic Polygon, uh, Polygon Mumbai, sorry on the save you are going to deploy. As on the previous step, you have some codes needed to get inspiration on how it should look like, but on the documentation, you would have all the rest of the information needed to make this work. So let's get to the next interesting step, related. Really, it's a feature that we have been missing for long on the save, and we are now trying to solve that. And as for that, we are providing a, on the SDK an integration with Gelato that we can that we can test here. Uh, we are improving the documents right now, but we are going to add more information based on some developers that they asked for some feedback. And well, we are going to improve that. Uh, so the code is a bit shorter than it should because it will involve a bit more effort. But uh, if you check the demo example, you should be able to 
zip code that is functional and, and, and ready to, to use on your, on your tests. Let's first of all request uh, a bit of magic to put this safe because we are going to deploy already with funds on the safe. So let's just paste this address here. Nice. So we should be receiving some magic funds. Perfect. So the address is still not a safe, but we already have some funds. And now let's see the magic of the relay, not only to deploy the safe, but also to send a mock transaction. This is an example transaction. You could do anything you, you would like already with, with your safe. But for the example, we are going just to transfer to the own safe 0.01 magic. So let's just send the transaction. And the safe will be deployed. And we will have a transfer of 0.01 magic to the own safe. So this transaction is already ongoing. Seconds we will be seeing the transaction appearing. Success. So, in a few seconds, yes, success. Transaction is getting there. And now we can see if it takes a few seconds to Polygon Scan to update that a safe was deployed. And we have a transaction. Skip them a few seconds now. Yeah. Perfect. So right now you can see here that we executed a transfer and well we also paid the relay the funds. This is will be the payment for, for the relay for the transaction that they executed. Here in the left side cannot yeah, we have the create two. This is the transaction that deployed the safe on that address. This is the address that we anticipated, right? Uh, yeah, here you have it. Now it is detected as a non-safe proxy contract, so we have our safe deployed. We've uh, been the owner, the uh, EOA, we got from the old kit, and well, we didn't have to add funds to the owner. Funds on the safe were enough to deploy the safe and to create a transaction. We can even try to figure out the transaction if I'm correct. Send another transaction now instead of creating the same we'll only do the transfer. So it will be a cheaper transaction and a simple one. But well, very convenient that we didn't have to populate the owner account with any funds and we got our safe deployed and, and already we are able to transact with it. Uh, well, one of the limitations here is that currently Polygon Mumbai is not supported on the web interface, uh, so we cannot show this on the web interface, it's safe, but if you test with any other chain that I encourage you to do so after this call, very noxious chain or Polygon, production Polygon method, uh, it, should be, it should be possible. So well, this regarding the account abstraction, uh, just to mention we have an ongoing hackathon that you can also find the link here with uh, heavy prices, you still have one week ongoing. Uh, so well, uh, you are welcome to submit some, some proposal using the account abstraction SDK and for any other questions about this code, uh, we always have uh, our Discord open for, for you. So thank you. Right on. Thank you so much. Okay, cool. So that was a that was a very cool demonstration. 
on what is the roadmap going to be and what is the SDK looking like. So I think we can open the floor now to the members of the org. And uh, I'm going to start with a question from, from Leo, since we've been talking about uh, uh, Web3 Auth and, uh, and how to create them um, using the SDK. So Leo, <clears throat> can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for the talk. It was really interesting. Um, I, it's a great idea to, I mean, on-ramp, obviously, with the email accounts. I'm, I'm just wondering um, what actually happens if you lose your access to your email account? I mean, is your, basically, you, you create a set of keys through your account and where, where would they be stored? Okay, currently, it's a problem that if you lose access to your email, it shouldn't be... Oh, uh, Something easy, it's more easy to lose anemonic, but yeah, it's something that can happen that you lose access to your email. So in that sense, yeah, the cake would be considered compromised or lost the same way as anemonic. We don't have a solution for that yet. Uh, although we are working on account recovery. Yeah, the suggestion that I can add to recover your account, it's okay. Uh, instead of uh, having a save with only one key being got three off, add more keys, you know, uh, you can use different providers, you can use traditional web three keys, mnemonics, uh, ledgers, uh, so whatever. So in the case you lose access to your web three auth account, your email account, uh, you can uh, remove that as, as owner on your safe and you still would be able to access your funds. So if you split in uh, different technologies, the owners of your safe, that, you, that should solve the issue, right? Right, thanks. But so still, we, how, will, we would like to work with providers in not allowing recovery. Yeah, I would, I, would like to, I would like to add to that that like the primary risk that you have right now with um, using Web3Auth for counterfactual deployment and then assigning Web3Auth as the single owner of the safe is mostly um, a, risk, a counterparty risk of uh, Web3Auth going down, right? Um, if you're working with a service provider, that you know provides you with multi-party computation to generate the key. Um, the assumption is that you are way less likely to lose access to your Gmail account than you are to lose a mnemonic, right? Um, right? However, the limitation is that if Web3 Auth defaults for one reason or another, and you haven't stored the private key, which you can still retrieve from Web3 Auth at any time, um, then in this case, you have a problem. So. Um, right now, developers and the SDK is modular enough that that initial flow can be used to onboard users, and then you can also set up an interface for them to add additional signers or owners of the safe, where you can set the threshold for transactions still at one, and then you de-risk um, uh, Web3 Auth as a single point of failure um, by addi adding like additional uh, MPC or additional authentication methods. Right, doesn't have to be an MPC; could also just be uh, traditional EOA, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we're looking to offer like a diverse, like I mentioned in, in in the little presentation, a diverse set of ways for you to actually be able to um, set owners uh, without having this 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 trust uh, mm -hmm. uh, risk. Cool. Thanks. Thanks a lot. A follow up question on this: um, If uh, Web three auth if there's the ability of retrieving the private key from them at some point, does, doesn't that make them uh, honeypots 
for all of these private keys of all of these controllers of, of safes. Isn't that a huge kind of like relinquishing the custody to Web3 auth? So not really because the, 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 one of the principles behind Web3 auth is multi-party computation, meaning that uh, Web3 auth itself only holds a share of the private key that combines with uh, your local storage uh, allows for the private key to be uh, generated. So only you as a user, provided that you authenticate yourself using social auth or any other means that they provide in their interface, uh, allows for the reconstruction of this private key. But Web3 auth itself as an entity does not hold any private key. Right, gotcha, okay. Um, thanks for the clarification. Also a follow-up on this, um, um, Maybe you have an example of how does the UX work on the uh, on the side of the user? Because right now we're used to using sort of like this MetaMask and Frame, and they all have like a similar flow when something will pop up. Um, but with Safe, if you're not using, if you're not holding your private key, how does the signing work? As, as the current state, uh, it should be implemented. Uh, the SDK provides the functionality to connect you to Web3Auth and to uh, transmit the events between Web3Auth and your app application. So in that sense, you should, uh, you should create your own model because it would be triggered. You know, uh, the developer should provide the model uh, triggering the signing of the transaction uh, as it is for, as today. We are considering to 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 improve that, uh, providing a default one, but uh, that's not yet provided with the SDK. So the SDK assumes that the the developer would uh, provide the model signing, and we are just right now the intermediate step of uh, handing the key with the three of. But of Fantastic. course, uh, a, a direct improvement would be okay. Let's provide a, a, a default model. We already thought about that. Uh, very likely that will come on, on on next steps on the evolution of the SDK. Yep, gotcha. Okay, so uh, Fisal had a a question on the relayers part. Um, yeah, so I was curious if you have a EIP four three three seven integration in your roadmaps of of this SDK, and if so. How do you envision it replacing the current relayer solution, which is a Yelato? Okay, I can, I can, I can take that. Uh, yeah, uh, currently uh, with the current form of 4337, we are not yet compatible with that. Uh, not only because of the SDK implementation, but the smart contracts of the safe would include, uh, would need some tweak to be able to support them. Uh, it's something that we are considering and we are looking forward to to do but as it is right now with 1.3.0 version of the smart contracts it's not pos possible to use the current implementation of 433 as this said we don't consider that we need to enforce any technology on the sdk uh, of course uh, we needed to start somewhere and for example on the relay we did selected telato but that doesn't mean that we are not uh, willing to implement all the providers even it's 437 or any other provider that we come with with uh, with a relay solution. So whenever we find a good relay solution, the SDK will be open to uh, and have the, the modularity to be able to 
to be compatible with different adapt, uh, packages uh, and we wouldn't discard Gelato uh, because we are now compatible with 437. The idea is to be compatible with both and uh, you as a developer can decide whether you can use 437 or you can use Gelato or you can use any other provider that you like most and I think this would be the key for not tying you to a technology or centralizing you on a technology, you can decide uh, which technology you prefer. Yeah, I think if I can just extend uh, what, what you've said, you know, at the very beginning of uh, the ideation sessions we had for the SDK, we were trying to think a lot in terms of design principles for the SDK. And one of them was modularity, modularity for developers and flexibility for users, meaning that we believe that depending on your appetite for uh, self-custodianship and, uh, you know, as a user, um, you should be able to create the key management setup uh, that you wish for yourself, for instance, relying on multi-party computation uh, with, uh, you know, social logins or not. And similarly, you know, for developers, we also want to create the kits uh, that were previously shown to you uh, with modularity in mind. So that means that the auth kit, uh, just like the relay kit, uh, you know, are not vendor lock-ins uh, that we try to force onto developers, but instead, we want to use them as growing libraries of alternative ways of uh, dealing with problems to, you know, best fit your particular use case. So that's like very important for us. Awesome. Thank you. Great. Okay. So um, maybe one last question on the technical side, and then we can go a little bit more onto, onto the strategy. So uh, Jure, do you want to ask your, your ZK question? Uh, sure. So totally unrelated to account abstraction, but equally, I think, uh, as interesting. Uh, do you have any plans on integrating ZK proofs? So for example, like uh, being able to sign transactions anonymously, multiple transactions and stuff like that. We do have uh, privacy as a theme that we would like to tackle uh, within uh, you know, the context of the SDK. However, right now, it hasn't been prioritized for the coming quarter, I think. This, the space of ZK is very interesting, but I'm not positioned to tell you into details like uh, what kind of implementation we would be uh, looking at. If you have recommendations, by the way, for SAFE uh, or ideas that you would like us to uh, look into, please do share. Um, and also similarly, I would like to jump on what you said that maybe ZK is not so related to account abstraction. I would actually argue that it somewhat is um, because to an extent, if we want to penetrate the mass market, uh, we might also have to comply with a set of, you know, privacy regulations um, that uh, normal organizations and systems uh, have to deal with. And currently, uh, you know, maybe blockchains and decentralized systems as they are um, do not allow for that. So I, I do think ZK somewhat fall, uh, falls very nicely behind account abstraction as a theme or as a, as a concept. That's a great point. Thank you. Beautiful. Following with you, Yura, you had another question, and I'd like to pivot that on more like the strategy, uh, the strategy questions that, that we have. You had another question on on why the the shift. Yeah. So in my mind, like no safe was always the perfect, you know, multi-sig wallet. Focus was always on the group aspect, being able to sign transactions and vote on that in your uh, in your wallet in your safe. So why the switch from like the group signing to like more uh, personal use cases? So we 
right now, like in our strategy, we have two kind of product portfolios. Um, one of them is Safe Wallet. The other one is Safe Car. And so you can assume that Safe Wallet will still be here for multisig owners, um, and that we will keep on improving its functionalities uh, for you know the initial use case of the multisig, which typically involves multiple parties managing a treasury, but could also be used uh, for you know personal usage. Actually, also many people uh, use them for for personal usage. I think uh, the primary reason for for this shift of attention, at least. Um, is that we do realize that SAFE is somewhat the most uh, trusted piece of infrastructure on Ethereum, uh, at least at the smart contract level. Um, you know, the contract has shown to be uh, robust over the past years. And so it makes sense for us to explore how we can actually scale the adoption of the contract to tailor it more to uh, personal usage and how we can augment its functionalities by actually uh, plugging, you know, any logic to it because it's also a smart contract wallet by default. So it was only a, a very, I think, natural evolution um, uh, on our side. And uh, we do realize that actually, you know, the, 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 the value proposition of the multi-sig is somewhat uh, already a market fit. Um, so in this context of account abstraction, it is a bit more of a, uh, you know, uh, a, a venture that we are uh, taking a bet on that we can actually empower users and also facilitate the onboarding of um, um, you know, new users in the, in, in, into Web3 uh, leveraging the safe stack. So but does that answer your question or does that uh, better, yeah, yeah, give you a better understanding of, of, of how we're thinking about this? A bit, yeah. So it's more like you're more focused, I guess, on adoption and the best way to get that is from like personal use cases. Uh, yeah. In a way, how many DAOs can you get and how many individuals can you get, right? You, you get a you get a, a hundred x or a thousand x more uh, target public that uh, that are there, maybe with uh, less value locked in them, but uh, but a lot more a lot more interesting in terms of the transaction volume as well. Yeah, you mentioned that the the, the safe is, I mean, one of the staples. Like it, it's it's extremely robust. It has been there since forever. And other multisigs were not that lucky and have not proven so resistant. Um, and what you guys do um, to try to go mass market now, I think if if I want to go with the hands of a particular wallet, that, that's got to be you guys. That's going to be the safe. So how can you tell us a little bit more about this mass market strategy that, that you are mentioning? You are mentioning that you're planning integration with uh, traditional e-commerce or even commerce or even credit cards. Is there anything you can tell us on that? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, first, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that uh, you will go for a safe wallet um, and that you do trust the, the stack just like, uh, just like we do. Um, on tackling on the difference between you know addressing the DAO market and, and the mass market, you're right. There's a there's a big difference here. Um, I guess one of the core um, pun intended uh, ideas behind you know safe core SDK um, is also to essentially enable and unlock new use cases um, towards that fit towards the, the, the mass market that potentially haven't been explored yet. 
And what I mean by this is that I feel like around the current account abstraction narrative, there is a risk that we just simply reproduce an echo chamber um, among our fellow you know, crypto enthusiasts and where we assume that simply by improving user experience, uh, we will onboard you know, the next 100 million or the next you know, billion users for those of us who are most uh, optimistic. Uh, I actually think that we should design those systems and we should think of account abstraction not so much as a way to onboard in the existing space, but instead as a way to uh, get access to new markets and to piggyback of existing you know, user flows by creating uh, touch points for Web2 users with uh, decentralized uh, databases. Uh, and so in this context, I think it's very interesting to think of the SDK and particularly also our approach, like you mentioned with payments, for instance, uh, to try and see how we can uh, most easily convert uh, Web2 users to um, you know, someone owning a, a smart contract account and then uh, ultimately being able to benefit from what the industry already offers. But so I think it's also quite interesting for us to uh, think in terms of e-commerce and also maybe one of the reasons why we are currently you know, working with uh, top-tier uh, organizations that integrate with us. Uh, it's because they have this reach and we do want to um, you know, kind of create, my view on this is that we should theoretically, you know, somewhat create a Trojan horse where um, the systems that we design become somewhat invisible. You know, it should be invisible for an end user uh, that they're actually dealing with a decentralized systems and we should have create value propositions um, around uh, getting, uh, uh, providing touch points to, you know, uh, uh, decentralized systems to users uh, in those existing uh, com uh, conversion flows uh, that, uh, you know, make up what uh, uh, e-commerce is. And so e-commerce is just one, you know, uh, idea of it, but uh, theoretically, right, like nothing prevents the world from uh, uh, accumulating their payment receipts on the blockchain, right? Uh, and if we start doing that, then, you know, there's a lot of interesting um, interoperability questions that then can be uh, and use cases that then can be uh, explored. So I think there's going to be uh, uh, many use cases uh, that are uh, probably uh, going uh, to be able to be executed on. And personally, as someone who joined uh, the space back when utility tokens were a thing, uh, you know, I, I still strongly believe that uh, we can uh, effectively turn a lot of the services and the products we use uh, into somewhat cooperatives and that we can uh, create uh, interesting incentivization and, and shared ownership models of, of services we use online. Uh, I think more and more, um, you know, very concrete use cases will, will pop up and use cases that so far um, the uh, industry and uh, uh, hasn't been able to crack. So this is how like I'm kind of drawing the line in between what I call like mass market and e-commerce versus what we're currently designing for, which I think sometimes, you know, uh, can be a problem uh, knowing that, you know, crypto is a, a niche uh, that maybe has, has, has suffered the, the glass ceiling effect. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people in this call <laughs> do get either all or at least all that they get from Dorg is on the blockchain already in terms of salary. So integrating with, so, and, and we all have to do a step to pay our rent, right? We, we all need to um, off board, off ramp, uh, and, and then we can start uh, like doing, going to the supermarket, right? So um, 
in in Denver, I saw a credit card that uh, would help in that regard. Is that is is that something public or? <laughs> um, yeah, so we are exploring right now um, the integration in the SDK of uh, Monarium. Um, Monarium, effectively, I think uh, there's also other service providers currently doing that, but allow us to uh, attach an IBAN account um, to an Ethereum or safe address um, and effectively off-ramp um, to uh, fiat currencies in cash without uh, requiring you uh, to have money staying even for some time in a centralized exchange, right? So I think this falls very nicely also behind the whole narrative that we can benefit from with, um, you know, social uh, Silicon Valley Bank, not social Valley Bank, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, um, and the idea that, you know, we should minimize the trust uh, that we have in uh, in institution and more particularly, um, you know, I think uh, incentivizing people to have their own personal treasuries on chain is a, is a, is a, is a good idea. And uh, Monerium, which I think also was at East Denver, uh, is one of the very interesting projects that um, essentially issues a, a stable euro token uh, against uh, uh, deposits and then allow for users to um, directly uh, get their bank account credited uh, from, 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 from their safe. So, yeah, we are, we are already uh, looking into this. And actually, that's something that I think as it was somehow hinted on the presentation, so it's something we are we are working on. So all of you guys can have a easier, stress-free life. I'm looking forward for that. And with that, uh, we've reached the end of our time. But I would like to thank you so 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 much for coming here and giving us this amazing this amazing presentation. I think we got some ideas, some very interesting ideas, especially on the zk side. I think. Um, you, you mentioned that this is something that you'd like to explore and you're open to ideas. And, and I think Diorg has quite a detachment of people here that are really looking into, into ZK. So um, maybe that's something that, that we could, that we could move, move forward at some point. We'll be, we'll be happy to look into that. Thank you so much and have an excellent uh, future with the SDK. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Have a great one.